Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 128. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, from beautiful Sauvage, Minnesota, with a dusting of snow on the ground. Joined by the Canarian, Mark Carabin. He's in the middle of a twister. He might be going to Oz. He might be uh, sucked up by a typhoon by Namor and uh, Arthur Curry. We don't know. Mark, mm-hmm. how are you I'm pretty good. Yeah, it is very windy here, but uh, we don't have any snow. I actually, I said that today because it was like rain and wind and a little like, craziness, but uh, but still no snow. So I'll take that while I can get it. Very, very good. Well, we are joined by a friend of the show. He was our first co-op mode guest. He's been around for for many, many years from the you know, original part of the podcasting group, I would say, across mm-hmm. all many different networks. I don't know how many podcasts have gone and, and failed in the meantime and resurrected, but we're talking about our friend Lee Navarro, the leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Nation. My goodness, Lee, welcome back. Hey, I'm back. All right, I made it finally. <laughs> After how many attempts at me coming back on this show? I mean, that was... It was a long time coming, but thank you. I appreciate it. I'm 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 so glad to be uh, back on the show with you, gentlemen. Uh, this is uh, this is exciting for me to always be on on here with you guys. Always uh, good to uh, chat it up with some uh, fellow awesome nerds as yourself. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. The PC impresario. He is the man that uh, if there's a new PC gaming uh, peripheral monitor. Uh, GPU, uh, Lee is always the first to know and always the first to, uh, tell you he needs to upgrade his PC. So, uh, yeah. And if you have any questions about PCs, what to do, Lee's the man for you. I, I've, I've tempered myself on the upgrade path lately. So I, I've kept it, I've kept it nice and cool. The only thing I've upgraded is I bought myself a GPU bracket so that my GPU doesn't fall off my computer. However, Turns out my case may not actually fit well with it. So I was just talking to the wife about it. It looks like I'm getting case. a new case. <laughs> of course. Of course. Your PC pet, your GPU peg leg isn't, isn't, uh, I think I have mine right here, actually. I, <laughs> I, I, I do have mine right here. Um, yeah, I never used it because I think it's good. It's a 4070. But yeah, that's, that's what it is, Mark. When you get a, you get a PC, GPU peg leg, you put in there to, to prop it up, you know, because, you know, those oh, things are. Mine is beasts. this whole entire piece. That spans the length of the GPU, and of course, oh because I'm that guy, it it has RGB on it. So, of course, why not? Course. Why the hell not? Of course, has of course. To. yeah, has to, has to. Well, well, very good. So, Lee, you know what? Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you, your your passion is, uh, you know, extra life. Uh, you guys had a huge event. Many, yes. many of the uh, podcasting gaming community royalty join you. Uh, you know, that event, and I know it's still, you know, Extra Life doesn't end with that one day. So I don't know if you want to give us an update where things are at with Extra Life and how people can participate. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we held our uh, our event this past November. It was on November 4th, um, my birthday. So that was <laughs> a, a lovely day to spend. Birthday it. twinsies here. Birthday yep. twin, my birthday twin over here, yep. Mark Herbin. Um, So uh, you know, overall, we we had a fairly successful um, Extra Life Game Day this year. Uh, fundraising is still going on until December thirty first. So um, if you just ha- head on over to phoenixoverdrive.com, you can find our a link to our Extra Life Team page. 
and you can choose to donate to any numerous members of our team. Uh, we are currently sitting at $21,000, a little bit over $21,000 raised, which um, you know is halfway to our goal of $40,000. So um, we're, we're hoping to just get as much as we can before the end of the year because every dollar counts. Um, we are you know, we are so grateful and so appreciative of, of everybody who supported us and who has been there with us um, from start to finish. And I just, uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who has... Uh, given us the time of day to either fundraise or, or even just spread the word. It's, um, it's always a fantastic cause. Um, you know, it's something that, as you alluded to, Todd, I, I am very passionate about it. And uh, it, it means a lot that, uh, you know, we have people from all over just, just coming to us to, to spend a literal whole day you know, playing video games, fundraising, just the camaraderie and the friendship, all of it. It's just so meaningful. Um, so, you know, we're, we're hoping to uh, expand as the years go on. And and hopefully one of these years, you know, you gentlemen can can come down and join us and, and be a part of it all. Uh, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. This coming year will be our 10th anniversary as Phoenix wow. Overdrive. So I, I can't believe it. I said we started off in a Ramada in in 2014. I'm sorry, in 2013 as a different team. 2014, we became Phoenix Overdrive officially. And I remember our first year was uh, playing at our local hospital in their uh, senior rehabilitation center. Um, you know, we were we were happy to reach what maybe fifteen hundred dollars, I believe, that first year, and here we are, well over you know wow. twenty one thousand dollars raised, and officially, in our nine years of existence so far, we have raised over one hundred thousand dollars for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all over. That is an amazing, amazing feat of of just just the spirit of philanthropy that uh, that we have come across through through everybody who has been with us. So, um, and as a as as a mark of pride for us, I believe that Phoenix Overdrive hopefully will end up for the third year in a row as a top fifty team for Extra Life. So. Um, just, just outstanding stuff. And I'm just so proud of everybody. So thankful for everybody, um, to have been a part of this journey with us so far. Well, you, you know, Lee, not to brag, um, but, uh, in my two years that I actually did something, um, because unfortunately it falls when my, when my son's birthday is and everything yeah. like that. Um, I raised about $250 over two years. I mean, I, I, I know that that's, you know, just humble brag right there. And I think <laughs> Mark, uh, was uh, live streaming from a tattoo parlor. He was. Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah, I got my, my Jedi tattoo one year. That's two years ago, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He he yeah. he put content that he normally saved for his OnlyFans and he and he and he just <laughs> gave it to you guys for free. I mean, come on. I remember there no, were a couple it's... people that tuned in and it was just like, oh, you're not in like immense pain. I'm I'm out of here. Uh, come on. More pain. You taking any if you donate Mark. 20 bucks. Yeah. No pain, no gain, Mark. No pain, no gain. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know what? If you want to put it out there, Mark, my face would look really good, like on your on your shoulder, maybe, or it's a tramp stamp. I, there we go. Hey. That's what I, go. I, I. I'm just thinking across my entire back. Just ooh, that'd be very just good. Full on. Yeah. yeah. Loren would, or, or maybe uh, Mark would, and I can get that. twin twin tattoos of some type. They're very good. Yeah. There go. I, I like Earthly that. Buddy like tattoos. That. Yeah. Well, I, I sadly good. do not have a tattoo yet because I did. You know, one of those things that it just never occurred to me. But one of these days, I think uh, too late these days. Birthday buddy live stream tattoo. 
Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You guys like can can like spiritually hold each other's hands while you're you know, you know tears of joy runs down your face. Or we can just do it here live. You know, we oh, got that's a couple true. Of yeah, that's here. true. Yeah. Yes, that is that is a goal to go to there because uh, we have a lot of friends uh, that 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 participate and would love to be around that big of a group of gamers. Uh, that would be that would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's such a great um, event to put together, and and just like I said, just to see the camaraderie and and the the foolishness that occurs over the twenty four hours this year, we had we had um, our event coordinator uh, Tyler put together a mini Mario Party live uh, event, basically where they actually our participants actually did actual challenges throughout the course of the day ending in a time trial on carts in the um in the uh, track that was located above the direct gym that we were located in oh my god so there was a time trial (laughs) i love that so awesome (laughs) it was a ton of fun let me tell you that's awesome well uh once again lee will plug but it's phoenixoverdrive.com Check it out there for Extra Life. Uh, you can join the team if you want to as well. That's a big part of it too. So your donations go to that team. So contributes. That's what I've done in the past. I've been part of the team. Um, and now that I got a better PC, I can actually do some streaming. So I should probably there you do go. that. I just don't know if people want to watch me play. But you know what? Maybe I should, you know, if they don't hey, know. support me, I will stream. Maybe that's the more effective <laughs> use of my uh, lack of gaming. Pay account. Todd to stop streaming. <laughs> exactly exactly last and time the pain? is that what you're asking well. them to do and the yeah, pain exactly yeah it's, yeah. it's like the yeah it's 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 it, yeah perfect so with that um now it's time to thank our patreons these are the folks that make our uh podcasting network happened uh it's been a lot of fun uh mark had an awesome interview with timothy zahn that's great content that i believe is available now so check yeah. that out if you like that and we uh, just did record a more a new re- episode of spinner rack and charlie's just chugging out all those shows that he loves to talk with people so check out his stuff as well uh but those folks who support us is Corey and hd john sedorf the phoenix sisters cosplay and Brendan Myers for our friends with benefits. And Mark, we've got a new uh, person that I think you should yep. talk about as a patron. Uh, yeah. Uh, Asian Sith mistress. I just uh, interviewed her on Holocron Chronicles and she messaged me immediately after the show and, uh, and said, where can I go to support the network? And, uh, and I, I said, that's, that's not necessary as like a guest, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting guests to try to get Patreon supporters or some kind of thing. She's like, no, 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 let's go. And uh, so she jumped on as a new Patreon supporter and uh, we, we very much appreciate that. So Asian Sith Mistress, I'm hoping you're checking out some of the other shows. Thank you so much. If anyone has not yet listened to her episode of Holocron Chronicles, we talked about the finale of Ahsoka we talked about uh, a bunch of other stuff, her entry into Star Wars and different Star Wars news and that kind of stuff. Uh, and she does some some amazing cosplay content. Her uh, Fennec Shand, her second sister are just like the suits that she has are top tier. And uh, for any fans of Ahsoka, she's going to be doing a lightsaber giveaway that I don't want anyone to win because I want to win that. So I shouldn't be telling you about it right now. But 
um, yeah, Asian Sith Mistress, go uh, go follow her on Instagram. And again, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show and supporting us on Patreon. It's awesome. Very, very cool. Love when new members come on. So thank you very much. Um, also want to thank our BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, and Missy Merchant. So, Mark, when we do get a new member in the uh, Friends with Benefits tier or the BFF tier, we assign them a power-up, uh, video game power-up, Lee. So, um, you know what? And, and we've kind of changed the rules over time. So sometimes Mark like makes it like real power-ups in life that you yeah. can use. So I was just saying like it's something you always get in a video game um, as a power-up. So um, either way, either one works. So with that, Mark, uh, do you have one for Asian Sith Mistress? Um, this, this might be an easy cheaty kind of answer. I'm just going to say the force. I think if someone deserves the force, that's, that's, it's been in enough video games. I think, uh, I think some of the cool force powers that we've seen in the Jedi, uh, fallen order survivor series. Um, I think she'd put to good use because despite the name, she's actually pretty good. You know, I think she'd kind of use it for mostly, mostly for good. Um, maybe a little bit in that gray area, but I don't think she goes straight on Sith power with it. So I'm giving her the force. I'm not giving her force lightning abilities. Oh, so <laughs> ASM, no lightning. You gotta, you gotta try to use this for good. You get the lightning if you behave. Don't melt Chewie's spaceship. But uh, there, there you go. That's that's it. So ASM gets uh, gets the force. Just straight up. Lee, do you have a power up in mind for Asian Sith Mistress? Mistress. Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, Mark already pretty much went the easy way with this one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have gone with. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. I, I really If you want to go with the force, I have another one that I could go with. Or I was going to say, Lee, go into like your World of Warcraft knowledge. What would be a helpful power up with the World of Warcraft? What would be a helpful power up? Well, seeing as my favorite class to play in World of Warcraft is a hunter, there used to be a spell. This is many iterations ago. Um, it was called Bestial Wrath, where you were able to kind of go in a rage get enraged and both you and your pet would actually grow big and red kind of like a sith almost like a darth maul type of thing so hmm. i you know what good good call todd i'll i'll go with that one and basically it, you know increases your your ability to deliver um damage throughout the throughout 18 seconds it was um more appropriate appropriately named big red kitty mode <laughs> i like that i like that i like that too well i'm gonna take a little turn because asian sith mistress um from what i've seen uh looks pretty cool you know appearance the garb everything so i'm gonna say this i'm gifting her the ability to never take any battle damage so will always look immaculate no holes no, you know no. no no like things like you know burn marks uh holes like anything just immaculate uh you know garb so whether it's new upgrades and everything like that just resistant to damage so always look sharp there you go 
on the show she did mention the you know her original the first cosplay helmet she had you know it's gotten some of those dings and scratches and stuff that you get from just dragging it around everywhere she goes great photo locations in like the woods and different things but she's like the, the helmet's taking some damage so that that's a good one you keep her keep her suit in pristine she gets them both in games and in real and, life in, in, yeah. in real life too yeah if she's got jordans always always like spiffy never get a scuff mark <laughs> yep. uh well very very cool and if you uh are listening to this on a feature free trial stick around um patreons don't get ads so if you're getting ad on the show and you don't like the ads join up um and if you're if, you know become a patron you get a power up as well so check it out and we hope to hear from you soon so with that we get into one of our favorite parts of the show this one I, I made a little bit easy but apparently not so easy because um some people didn't know what to pick so i picked game environments call it game settings whatever you want to call it and it's basically you know we we all know about video games they always have like those evergreen levels types so it's like your fire lava level your water level you, you know underwater level and your ice level, you know, there's others too: desert, jungle, um, space. There's there's other ones, caverns, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I picked these um, because um, some people love them, some people despise them. I mean, there's some infamous ones uh, based on like you know the ability to traverse, survive it, um, and then some games uh, just basically say, you know, we're not going to punish you, and some games. They, they just love the punishment aspect of it. Like like in some games, for some reason, characters just die when they go in water. I don't know. They, they can't swim. They can't float. I, I just always found that annoying. I'm not sure why. Um, or you go into something, but you take damage versus being able to swim. So so that was what I picked. So I picked the, the fire lava level, water level, and ice level. And I, Mark, do you want to just say, like, we'll start with our, with, we'll start with our, our members in the group, uh, if you want to go with that yeah. one. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, the the one that you you mentioned before, um, you know, the answered by not answering. We've got Slosh Ritter in uh, in the the Discord chat saying each one depends on the game and impl- implementation. So I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, so we're gonna you know say all right. You know that's uh, that's fair because it does really depend on the game, and I'm I'm having a little struggle with that internally. So I I'm. I'm Picking up what you're throwing down. Uh, but the one that did answer, we've got Brennan Myers, aka the Winter Gamer, buying ice levels because I love the challenge of ice, renting water levels because they always seem to be easy for me, including the water temple in Ocarina of Time. Listen, Brennan. Humble brag. I I don't even hear it from you anymore right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you, bud. Uh, and return fire slash lava stages. Just because it means automatic death, which is usually, yeah, that's that's fair. All right, Lee, our guest. So uh, what will you buy and what will you return and what will you uh, rent? You know, I'm going to have to agree with uh, with Brendan Myers here just because um, I do enjoy ice levels a little bit more. If, if I think of like any ice level, um, like let's go back to my favorite game, World of Warcraft. I absolutely enjoyed Northrend, um, the Wrath of the Lich King uh, uh, expansion, because it was just all set in the the northern part of the the, the world, Azeroth. Um, just a lot of a lot of my favorite fights were in there. So 
um, that ice level, if you want to call it that, it was just such a wonderful expansion. Um, rent, I would definitely agree with him as well as about, about water level, just because, you know, they, they're, I don't want to say they're easy, but they're manageable to, to, to endure. <laughs> um, if I think about Mario, you know, I, I, you're able to kind of float around and, um, I don't want to say always be able to avoid whatever traps there are, but it, it's, it works out well for, for the player and fire lava levels. Get out of here with those. I, I, I hate them with a passion. I really do. Um, it's just, it's just not fun, especially when you have to jump around and, and try to avoid dr- dropping into the fire. Some games allow you to, you know, take damage into fire, but mm. others, it's an it's an insta death and i just nope nope i'm out of here right all right okay we'll, t- we'll take it you know yeah i i totally get it because i was thinking like when you mentioned the, the 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 ice level i just thought you know i don't know if wow has like environmental like hazards it does or if it's just the environment there's cool. there's definitely environmental hazards like even okay. even in water you can go underwater and um you can there's a breathe there's a, a a timer where you can stay underwater for a specific amount of time of course you know some classes allow you to be able to breathe underwater um so you don't take any damage but others you gotta get out of there until uh, at the very last moment so um but when it comes to fire i remember there's some some sections in there where you drop into the lava and yeah you can try to swim out of it but good luck because <laughs> you're going to take serious damage depending on your character, depending on um, your armor and everything else like that too. So, yeah, no, I, I, I still don't like fire lava, fire or lava levels at any in anything. I agree, lava sucks. Uh well, in real life, uh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your picks? I've got a similar reasoning for my buy. As like, I love the challenge of ice, you know, that Brennan said and, and that Lee kind of backed up there, but I'm going to choose fire for that one. I always like what fire and lava stages bring in terms of a challenge. There's fireballs coming at you. It looks cooler. It just looks more badass and menacing. So fire stages, I'm always on my A game. I'm always ready to go. I'm always looking for a fireball, making sure I don't fall into something. Like there's a reason that the big lightsaber battle in uh, you know, episode three happens on Mustafar and not on Hoth. It's because fire is cool, it's badass, and it's menacing, and that's where you want like some kind of a big crazy battle or just like a cool challenge or whatever. So like that's that's the stage where like you know stuff's going down. So that's the one I'm gonna pick for my buy. For my rent, I am going to agree. With both of you, I'm going to pick a water level, uh, not because they're always easy, because they're not always easy, but like there's just something I like about a cooling, nice kind of water stage that, you know, sometimes they're a little bit more fast paced. I'm thinking of like the the Mario 3D World games where you ride on the back of uh, that uh, Nessie kind of creature thing, uh, Plessy, and, you know, they're, they're kind of zip, zipping down a water slide kind of terrain. Um, of course, like wave race, I can't, you know, you gotta go give a a little credit to wave race. Um, 
but then you know there's some there's some other ones where the water temple is not great like ocarina of time not as bad as majora's mask that water temple can just just go away that's why this is a rent for me um i real life i'm i'm hanging out at the beach all day don't bring me near lava i want the beach that's a whole different story but video games i'm going fire uh water and then ice like i said i'm not i'm not quite ready for snow yet irl and it's it's kind of feeling the same ice stages they're always slippery you can't like you know the it's just sometimes it's implemented well but i find nine times out of ten it's just a pain in the arse uh you're just you know it's it's a game that has like floaty mechanics and then you throw ice into there and it's just like yeah i get this away from me it's a challenge that like i don't know just uh, sometimes it just it feels like it's not well implemented so like ice levels sometimes if they're done well oh man they're so good but other times um they're just annoying so i'm going to return ice levels and just kind of flip around what uh, what lee and brennan meyer said you know, that's shocking coming from a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the ice levels hit close to home. So I'm like, I don't want to. No. Video games are my escape. Leave, no, leave the ice for the, the um, although Todd, I guess, if, you're, if you're getting snow already, how are you feeling about this? What's, is, that <laughs> in, in, is that affecting we your choices snow. here? You're like, there's enough snow outside. We had snow the week before Halloween. I mean, come on. I mean, I know it's it's fantastic, yeah. I almost fell in my chair because I was thinking about that. It was so bad. Um, but, you know, I am I'm like taking Schloss's viewpoint, but I will actually commit because I'll explain <laughs> myself because it all depends on all implementation. So, um, fire lava, I will buy. To your point, Mark, I think it can be fun, and I've never felt like it's really inhibited my style of play. Like it hasn't been like, oh, this cheated or something like that. So um, the only thing game I think that changed my viewpoint on environmental areas was Breath of the Wild slash Tears of the Kingdom, because right. in the fire lava world, you're, you, you die because of just the heat. So that mm-hmm. drives me nuts. But in the other term, it can kill you because you're too cold. The water one was just kind of like it really didn't do much to you. Um, so that's where I was like, oh, water had the least impact in that game, but those extreme elements just made me want to kill somebody because I didn't have the right armor or something made it like unenjoyable at that point, you know, but I also liked, you know, uh, but you know, if you are well equipped, it was actually fun. I like the fire. I like the heat uh, when I'm in a game, not in real life. I'm a, a creature of habit. I live in Minnesota because I like it cold. So, but I, in this way, I do uh, enjoy uh, like, like, like I always think of Mario with, with fire, the fireballs that come up. I always enjoy it. I've, they never, they never annoy me. So I'm, I'm buying the uh, lava fire levels. I am renting water with one caveat. I hate when you run out of air. I hate that with, <laughs> with water levels. And also 3D traversal in water it can be horrible. It can, if it's done horribly wrong, it's painful. Um, that's where I'm like, caveat, if it's done well, I don't mind water. Because I do like the fun of of going through the water, the different, like even just Mario Wonder playing that. It's a lot of fun. And you get to use that dolphin kick and you can do fast things <laughs> and you can have fun with it. So that's why I'm saying like water normally doesn't annoy me as long as um, even it's like Jedi uh, Survivor and Fallen Order. Um, they just give you a breather. 
I'm like, thank yeah. you. I don't want to have to worry about finding where the air bubble is. And it drives me nuts. So I I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm just going to rent water. It's inoffensive to me. Um, but it can be annoying. So I'm going to say that's the one that, that uh, can annoy me, but usually I, I'm okay with it. Um, but then, um, ice, I, mm, yes. I mean, I even put a picture of crash bandicoot because I remember those ice levels, like impossible to control, totally frustrating. So many deaths caused because of bad traction. I mean, come on, crash, get some Goodyear tires on your feet. Come on, some snow tires. I don't care. But yeah, does any, I mean, I have, and I just think of that damn level in Super Mario 64 where you're taking that penguin, you're chasing that penguin down that slide, and I died so many. I'm like, that's why I stopped playing that game. It's the worst thing in the world. I hated that so much. And like I said, I hate freezing to death in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom until you get the right thing or the, eat all the food. It's just, it's just, it's tiresome. Ice is tiresome, you know? I get that. I get that. So, Under, so Todd go. and I agreed for once. Yeah, I think so. Was that across oh, the board? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Wow. Occurrence. My All it took was for we, me to come we, on the show. That's it. <laughs> you know what? If this can happen, you know, world peace. We're like a month <laughs> away. <laughs> Just that easy. Just that easy. Well. Well, there you go. Uh, let us know what your buy, rent, or return is. And if you have a suggestion for future topics, let us know. Because after all, Mark's going to be like, what is Todd going to pull out of his hat? And it'll probably be worse next time. So uh, with that, we're going to talk about what we're actually gaming. So, Lee, um, I know you were telling me, you know, Extra Life is still, you haven't been able to reassemble the battle station. You have like right. uh, a 40, is it a 49 inch monitor on one level? Yes. And then you've got another monitor above it. It's it's just, it's just too much. My ADHD could not handle that. Um, I need real world. Um, but with, with that, when you are gaming, what, I mean, is there anything new? I mean, you back at World of Warcraft. I mean, what, what's the, what's the new, you know? prior well before um before extra life really and and actually in during extra life one of the games that i really started to get into was starfield oh um it was it's just such a it's such a treat to play that on 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 my rig um i really did enjoy it um i don't experience like what you know i I mean i i experience it in a way that is fun for me so people who complain about some of the settings or whatever. I just, I ignored it and it was, I, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, during extra life, I, for some reason really played a lot of um, flight simulator. <laughs> it was just so much fun to just play. And, and, you know, one of the things that I did was um, tr- um, try to fly around to like where people live. So, you know, coming out of, of the uh, an airport close by Um just that or or uh, there was the top gun dlc stuff that was going on in there so i was flying the uh the experimental jet that was in in top gun so that was fun to play that was fun to use in uh in flight sim and because i do have my own um the the throttle and the joystick so it's it's so much more immersive especially on that 49 inch monitor so um definitely yeah, definitely. Those were my top two that I've I really invested a lot of time into um, as uh, leading up to Extra Life. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, I haven't had a chance to put my battle station back together because life in general just taking over and you know um, not really focusing on that. But 
yeah, that's uh, it's probably going to be something I'll after I get my desk back together, I'll be uh, I'll definitely be hopping back onto onto those two games at least, uh, you know, into the new year. And depending on uh, uh, and Diablo Four was another one too that um, that I was getting into because it's just it's a game my wife and I like to play together. Um, she also has cousins who um, that's that's the four of us. That's what we play together. So we're we're enjoy we enjoyed that uh, as well. So. Yeah, that's uh, those are pretty much my three that I've been dabbling into. Um, might probably just jump right back into World of Warcraft again because I can't ever get away from it. It's it's like that mistress that you just have to keep coming back to over and over. Oh my and over. goodness! Don't tell your wife. <laughs> Listen, she knows about my mistresses here being my my uh, my gaming rig and and you know World of Warcraft. She's also an addict, just like me. Yeah, that's a we're, that's, we're, um, we're wow addicts. Can't uh, can't ever stop. Did the Avatar content come up for Flight Simulator, where you could fly the uh, the the uh, or no, it was Dune, right? Was it Dune? I where you could fly know. the copter within Dune? Um, I don't recall seeing that, but it, it may have been. I I played Flight Sim through Game Pass, so I don't necessarily. <laughs> I didn't necessarily oh, gotcha. get all the DLCs yeah. and everything, but. Um, the only DLC I really got into was the Top Gun one, just because I really wanted to fly that uh, that experimental jet that he was that he flew in the movie. Oh yeah, it's that's it's a ton in, of fun. Yeah, the Dune expansion is was announced. You actually you're flying around Arrakis in okay. the uh, God, what is that thing little thing that called that little uh, flycopter? I think yeah, that's what the, it's called. The... It's a cool vehicle, and you can see like the 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 worms, and you can yeah. go in, and I mean. I love the fact that Microsoft could expand that and just say mm-hmm. any world that Microsoft has a game within, like Gears of War, Halo, you can fly a vehicle around it in Flight Simulator. That would be pretty cool. I love it. Very. I love it. It's it's a ton of fun, really. If you, it, it, especially like I said, playing it in with a big forty nine inch monitor right in front of me, this curved monitor, I'm just it's just so much fun. Hmm. Well, awesome. that expansion released on November 3rd, 2023. So when you do get back to it, um, if you want to open up the purse strings, you can pay for that expansion. I, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Since the movie's not coming out until 2024 now. Right, so, exactly. I mean, you know, we got to wait. Got to hide it, bide our time. Well, very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a flight sim guy, but I would love it if that team could take that tech and make a new um, Crimson Skies. Yeah. Mm. Another game that I thought would be I, I I've got to try it out with it is uh, Ace Combat. Oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, I wish I gotten it, I had gotten it when uh, it was on sale in Game Pass. I think it was like nine dollars, but um, mm. I didn't have a chance to at that point. But that's definitely another one that I'd love to to just try as far as a flight sim. I I just love flight sim games. Excuse me, in general. Um, growing up, I, I enjoyed the hell out of Simcopter. If you guys remember that, that was a ton of fun to play. Yeah, especially when the aliens invaded. (laughs) Yeah, there was that Apache game back in the day. You know, Mm -hmm. Army helicopter. There was a bunch of the. There was a World War Two. Was it World War One game? Yeah. Uh, With with your basically you're taking on the Red Baron and and things like that. Mm So yeah. Very, very cool. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's funny because I've got a lot of uh, one of my cousins and my my uh, son's uh, my friend's son are both pilots. So I always tell them, get into flight simulator when you can't get your plane up, 
do that. Yeah. You'll have a blast. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very, very good. Mark, what have you been yeah. game, man? Uh, I've been playing. There's one thing I didn't write here. It's not in the show notes, but I, I got back into vampire survivor, uh, oh, which is just amazing. I, I just got it on switch. So I'm just kind of like doing little sessions uh, here and there and everywhere, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, I love it. The did new the, stuff. Uh, did, the, did the story stuff come out? Like there's like story missions and things. Yeah, there's no? two, there's two new DLC missions. Um, but I, I, I've been just kind of replaying the base game. I, I am going to, I'm going to grab the DLC. Um, probably I see. And that's the thing. And it's pretty cheap DLC. So I might try it in one place. Cause I have jumped back in on my Xbox too. Um, but I've been really putting a decent amount of time in getting it on my switch and, and kind of leveling up and, and going through the paces there. So, um, I don't know where I'm going to get the DLC, but I'm going to get it soon. So that will happen. Um, but the other game that I've been playing a lot, the new game I've been playing is, uh, I am an outright games ambassador. I was said on the show before, and, uh, that, affords me some new outright games releases every once in a while which is awesome and the newest one that i've been playing is the bluey video game (laughs) uh for any parents who have disney plus and young kids i'm sure you're familiar with bluey if you're not uh the cartoon is delightful it is a parenting show that's like masquerading as a kid's show it's uh it's phenomenal and your kids will laugh, but like, you'll also just see episodes that you're like, oh, okay. So I'm going to just feel that today. Okay, cool. Uh, like it's, it's an amazing, amazing Australian show about a uh, family of cute uh, blue healer dogs and uh, their adventures. So um, the, vi- the video game is uh, good. Um, IGN gave it a pretty horrendous score and it, it seems like like IGN gave it a four um it's it but it but it also has a nine out of ten on steam right now so reviews are all over the place I am real like I'm really curious I don't know who reviewed it over at IGN I probably should have like gone to check that out um beforehand but i don't know if they have kids or like if that factored into their decision well i did read that review too they they said they're a huge fan of the show and they were essentially yeah i think from a viewpoint he definitely doesn't have kids from what i understood so from that viewpoint he was probably thinking you know what's there for fans of bluey maybe Mm. um so yeah as as a fan of bluey i thought the game's execution was excellent it's all voice acted by the original actors as far as i can tell uh i didn't like there wasn't any glaring obvious like oh that's a weird replacement or like oh that's a sound alike it it sounded like an episode of the show uh it is a very short game it only takes an hour or two to beat uh you know completion you might go around getting collectibles for another couple of hours or whatever um However, uh, actually, no, you know, I'll keep going on the negative stuff first. Uh, I did have two game, I'll say breaking game pausing bugs that just like needed a full restart of the game, not of my console or anything. Uh, There was one where an object just got stuck that I had to move. 
Uh, it seemed like the object kind of duplicated itself, so it wouldn't move. It would move, but there would still be a copy of itself in the original location that the moving one would then get caught on. Really weird thing. Uh, then the other one, I could hear things, but the screen was just black. That was it. So both cases, quick back to the Xbox home screen, jump back in the game and everything's fixed. Um, so annoying, hopefully could be patched. You know, I'm, I'm sure like, again, I, I was playing it uh, with the release date code and whatever. Um, so that's the bad stuff out of the way. It's it's short. It's, um, you know, there are two bugs before, you know, we, we finish the game. The the great stuff about this game, I think, for me, overwhelmingly just kind of leave the negative stuff in the dust. Uh, because again, it felt like an episode of the show. It was really well voice acted. It looks like an episode of the show. The whole, like the house, the creek, everything's there. Just recreated from the show. All the characters are there. It's four player multiplayer. And very easy to just jump in, pick one of the four main family members. It's mom, dad, Bluey, and Bingo. And just go. Um, And I played this whole thing start to finish with my son, Finn. He played some of it on his own. He is three. If you need a reference level of how easy this game is to beat, there you go. It's not a challenging game. But I wouldn't want a Bluey game to be challenging because... Finn wanted to play it. He wanted to pick up that controller. There was not a time that I stared at my Xbox up that he saw that uh, that icon on the screen and was like, like, didn't say like, oh, let's play Bluey right now. The second he heard that chime, it was like, are we playing Bluey? Can we like, is that that's what we're doing now? This is awesome. So, um, and there were times like we even after we beat the 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 main story of the game, which was delightful made me think of like growing up and playing with like my brother and my cousins and just like the little adventures that we'd make for ourselves and like there we'd go and like it was it was a really again bluey quality level touching story um but like even after we finished that finn would make up his own games within that so we'd we'd you know drop back in the house and he'd say Let's go outside. Let's go to the yard and play tag or play on the trampoline. He knows where stuff is in their house. And it's exactly, you know, so he wanted, we went out in five minutes. We just jumped on the damn trampoline and then he wanted to play tag in their backyard. So, uh, you know, it was Bluey chasing bingo around and the characters are just, as soon as the characters touched on screen, we'd scream tag, you're it and run the opposite direction he talks to the characters like they can actually hear them, especially if they're computer controlled. So if, you know, if, if the, one of the, the mom or dad or something goes upstairs, he'll say, yeah, wait for me, mom. And like, you know, chase them upstairs or whatever. Like he was a hundred percent invested in this game, which for me was like, that's it. Like done. If I didn't get a code, that'd be worth the money. Um, fantastic experience. Is it going to be like a deep experience for someone who's not playing with a three-year-old and a controller? No. <laughs> like, are you going to get a bluey story? Yeah. But otherwise, like, I don't know, make, maybe wait for this to go on sale if you're up in the air, if you're not sure. But like for me, 
hand the controller to a three-year-old and just watch some magic happen. That's like, that was, that was it for me. Um, otherwise, yeah, I kind of understand where some of the lower scores are coming from and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, absolute, um, absolute magic in a, in a download code for, uh, for my experience with it, for sure. Very cool. I mean, half the fun is just in those games, just being in that world around the characters yeah. you love. I've played some some uh, licensed games that, to be honest, yeah, they're not the best thing in the world. But I mean, is it fun um, playing in those worlds as those characters? I mean, there's not been many many great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, but I tell you, when you get to play as some of them, they're a lot of fun and it's worth yep. the experience. Or Avatar. There's not been a great La- Avatar the Last Airbender game, but you know what? I'm hoping, and as long as they keep making them, they'll learn, and it'll be a good time. I mean, even like I hear about they may bring back Simpsons Hit and Run. I mean, I remember just going around Springfield. The game was the best thing in the world, but going to Mart, you know, Moe's Tavern or the Quickie Mart, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It's 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 part of and and the recreation of again of the locations and the vibe of the show is spot on in this. Like it just straight up just looks like you're looking at an episode of the show. Like there's, there's certain bits that it's like, once you control the character, like the, the, the opening of the game, it was just like, you're controlling the characters. Like, Holy crap. Like this is just straight up an episode of the show. It's it's, it was so good. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, so you know, was, I'm um, assuming yeah, there'll be yeah. some deals. There'll be some deals on the game, you know, towards the I'm holidays. So. so if you, you know, that's, that'll be make any kids, you know, eyes light up when they see that game. I think so. Yeah. I, if you're a big fan of the show and you have small kids that, you know, you, are, are just learning, especially just learning how to play games. Yeah, definitely a decent pickup. Um, but again, with those game breaking bugs, make sure you're kind of close. I would have really felt bad if, I wasn't playing along with Finn and he ran into those game breaking bugs and it was like, Oh crap. You know, he can't finish this game. So it was kind of lucky that, that I was there. I caught it right away. It was just like, Oh, just a second, buddy. We just got to like reset this. So, you know, bluey needed to have a nap and it just like right back in, you know, 20 seconds later, we're back up and running quick load times, which is good. Um, but I can see where that would frustrate a lot of people. And I'm not saying that the game's not broken. It definitely needs some patching. But again, for me personally, the pros outweigh the cons, but there are definitely some, still some cons. So take that uh, as you will. And depending on your level of Bluey fandom, get it now or maybe wait for a sale. Uh, the last thing I've been playing is a ton of Fortnite trying to finish up this season. The OG, Chapter 4 season OG is, uh, is wrapping up this weekend. So by the time you're listening to this on Wednesday, we have a couple of more days to finish up challenges and levels and all that kind of shenanigans before the big season ender event on Saturday, uh, December 2nd. Um, If anyone's looking to join up, jump in. It's going to be a big bang event is what they're calling it. They're saying this is one to remember. We haven't had a good live event in a while, so I'm very excited for this one. And it's leaked already. So I'm sure any Fortnite fans have already seen this, but it looks like Eminem is going to be a joining the game as a skin that you can get and also putting on a performance as part of this big bang event. So we're getting an Eminem crossover and, wow. uh, and, a, and a big musical event as part of this big bang event, which looks kind of like a remix of uh, I'm going to say the, the 
the event that brought us into chapter two, I think, of where the the, the rocket ship blasted up and opened up a, a portal. So this looks like kind of a remix of that using the time machine that brought us to this OG level or OG season in the first place. So crazy story stuff going on. Uh, a lot of changes to the map this week that happened. Um, I am loving this season. It's it's such a good throwback. Um, like we, we've talked about this before, Todd, but you know, like you love those throwback things like wow classic and and all that kind of stuff like this feels so good i i kind of don't want this season to go away already but here we go so anyone looking for a buddy to join up for the big bang event hit me up in discord hit me on uh, instagram and uh you know we'll we'll figure out where we're dropping Mark, when you kept saying the Big Bang, I, I thought of Big Bang Theory. It was like <laughs> Sheldon's gonna be there, Penny. Uh, they're that, gonna have a good time. Ro- you know, it, yeah. it's gonna be a great time. You know, yeah. Will Wheaton will show up, and we have to kill him. <laughs> I, that'd be that'd be a crossover. Whereas wearing Flash T-shirts, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, Howard Wallowitz dropping a, a you know really sick verse in the middle of an Eminem concert. That'd be just yeah. I want to see that. That's the one I want. Got to have it. Got to have it. You know, every, everything's up for debate. Eminem, who is, you know, I don't know. Is Eminem still a thing? I mean, I just feel like, you know, I mean, I'm from Michigan. He's from Michigan 8 Mile. I mean, wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Middle-aged I guess rappers. So. That's the life we're living in, right? Middle-aged yep. rappers. Yeah, he's... Um... He's he he seems excited. He kind of started sharing stuff before Fortnite did. So he was wow. he's he's excited about the collaboration. He's he's sharing little teases and bits and pieces there. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I it's, yeah, I'm uh, slim I'm shady. Yep, killing Mark. <laughs> Look for it. <laughs> Gotta love it, yep. dear Stan. Mark's gonna compose a song and yeah, Dido. Where we go. Wow, that's a throwback. Oh, well. <laughs> well, very, very cool. Fortnite's always evergreen in our podcast, so stay with it. Mark's the man. So uh, check him out. Uh, I tried Fortnite once, and, uh, and that led me to Alan Wake and in, in, in recreating yeah. that. It was very cool. So if Mark, if they hear that they're doing more of those type of things, let me know. I'll check those things out um, for fun, uh, which then leads me into what I've been playing, which is uh, Alan Wake 2. Uh, still in the game, and I tell you, um, I don't want to give any spoilers with this game, but I love the fact that they are merging live action with the um, the, the basically the images of the characters in the game. It's pretty amazing, and this game is so meta, and it is so freaky, and it has spooked me on many occurrences. Like, I'm just going down a path, and all of a sudden, these weird images pop up, and I'm like, ah! I mean... And I'm playing on a PC, so my monitor is, you know, I've got a widescreen uh, curved monitor, so it's very immersive, and it's only like, it knows, you know, in PC game, it's right in your face. So it's yep. not like you have, you're have you sitting at the couch. So anything happens, you just it, you just feel more into the experience. So um, it's been amazing, but this game is so crazy because it's set in kind of like a twin space. Twin Peaks, X-Files type of environment where it's like the north northwest of America. But you can definitely tell these are like people from like Finland 
because their accents are really weird. Their sensibilities, their accents drop in and out. So it's a little funky and weird at times, uh, which I love because, you know, I, 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 you know, we have a lot of, you know, Minnesota, oofta, oofta, you know, Scandinavians, things like that. It makes sense for my people. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm loving the game. It's great. I'm about halfway through. I thought I was going to I thought it was farther along, but I'm not. And it is a game that is definitely um, I, I'm. I don't know if there's difficulty settings or not, but I'm I'm definitely not looking for them at this point. But it is it does take some challenges. It's more survival horror. So once again, I know I've talked about the game, but I'm I'm loving it. My goal is to get through this game and then and then move on to some other games because I just got Mario uh, Super Mario RPG in the mail, and because I was out of town for a week from GameFly. Uh, it arrived, but I couldn't get my mail. So it's sitting right here in an, uh oh, I could probably show you the cartridge. I mean, I could probably drop it off. You want me to do like a live licking a cartridge to see if they still lick? Yes. No, I'm not going to do that. Yes. No, no I'm not going to. But it's right there. It's so small and I can't see the right. But there it is. I will be playing Super Mario RPG. I've never played it before. So I'm excited for it. Like Mallow, not even original? you know? Yeah, no. Nothing? Wow. Okay. No one has SNES, Mark. I, you know, I was chasing girls. You it's know, been on the, just the young Nintendo one. Switch Online. Come on. No, it's Nintendo actually not. It's only on the SNES Classic. It's not on really? SNES. No, it's not. So you got to play wow. the, the SNES Classic, I, which I got. It's in my glass case of emotions over oh, there. Okay. Uh, but uh, but no, it's not available on uh, on, on Nintendo Online, which is just crazy. So, oh, yeah, shocking. I mean, you I have to get it a really SNES Classic. Yeah. No, that's okay. the weird part. So it's so weird. I have on the Classic and my... my um my rg 35 xx so i yeah, i've played so it in both go. both of those places i've never um yeah i, I just you, you, for some you do reason, not I want to have a place to on... play it you can play it anywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah really. weird um and it's I have, weird uh yeah. oh wow okay that's gonna be an experience yeah. for you i can't wait to hear about that yeah i'm excited for it because that's the type of rpg i like where it's more action focused it's you know timed it reminds me of the south park rpg in a lot of ways so i'm very excited for that have, um, people have talked about gino and mallow and i'm like i don't know who these people are but why are people so passionate for it i mean sure there's like um like you know weird pictures of mallow that you know that i want to see on the internet but it's out there so i don't know so i'm excited for played, that have you played any of the other mario like rpg style games like the the gba games like inside story or uh even like the the paper mario games that any any i have played uh paper mario on the wii um which i enjoyed um and i tried some of the other games and what was it the one with the color splash i fell off that pretty quick i think it was on the wii u and then, yeah, so it's like, I just haven't found one that clicked, to be honest. And I've always wanted because I love the aesthetic and the way it looks, just the something like the mechanics. And people have said to a large extent, like, it's like, oh, you know, the Thousand Year Door Mario RPG are great. And it just seems like they've struggled. And then the best ones have been on the handhelds. And even some of those, like, Logan didn't like because of like card mechanics. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nobody wants card yeah. mechanics in their game, Mark. We know that. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. So, um, but the game I did play before I went on vacation was Modern Warfare 3. Mm. So um, I got it from Gamefly. And if you're hearing about this game, it's because it's only given, the team was only given 18 months to make this game. Everything, the online, the zombies, and also the campaign. And uh, essentially, I think unless you're into the, 
you know, it's funny because I'm not sure what people play. I think a lot more people play the campaign than a lot of people think. That's what I mainly play. And I play a little bit of the zombies. I don't really get into the war zone or anything like that, which I know are hugely popular. So um, I think the main multiplayer is pretty popular. Um, so I don't want to besmirch that because I didn't play any of that because it's not for me. But I have played Warzone a little bit, and it's not for me either. But what I normally get it dip, dip into is the campaign and then zombies. And that yep. they're both in this game. And I will tell you this. At this point, Call of Duty just feels like it's Warzone, and everything else is just bolted on. <laughs> and that's really where they're focused. That's where the money is, and that's where they get the content. It's mobile. It's everywhere that you want to be. Um, and I really feel at this point that the campaign was essentially DLC with Warzone. Like, it's essentially, here's a map, it's open world. It's lacking the Michael Bay, you know, highly scripted, which I love, which last year it had. I've always enjoyed all the campaigns, even the worst ones I've enjoyed. Uh, Ghosts, Vanguard, you know, some of those have been great, but I've always enjoyed them. And Modern Warfare, you know, it's legacy. is it's That's the, the franchise that really drove Call of Duty to its success. So um, it was just like that. You drop in and it's checkpoints and you've got to go here to find things, level up weapons. So I didn't enjoy it at all. I stopped. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. It just doesn't feel right uh, from a campaign perspective. It just felt like Warzone with, you kind of remember that one game, Battleborn, if you remember that, guys, uh, where it was basically, yep. it was uh, Gearbox, where they basically made a hero game. shooter, but then said, hey, we have a campaign, but their campaign was literally just the levels from the 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 hero shooter, and there were some checkpoints and goals and things like that. I'm like, no, this is not right. It's not really a crafted experience. It's just making you feel like it is. Um, you, so... Uh... You said there's an 18-month development cycle. Just looking up, I was kind of curious what the development cycle is. So uh, usually, Call of Duty franchise has a three-year development cycle uh, rotating between Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, and Treyarch, um, and then support of other studios and that kind of stuff. Um, this one at 18 months is is so rushed and is coming before... 2024's game which has apparently been in development for four years over a track yes. so like yeah they really just hung this game out to dry yeah yeah and sledgehammer i feel bad for that team too um and i i, I think they were in a position that's crappy and especially right after the acquisition too where people are putting you know, crap on them. And I, 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 I don't put that on the developers. I put that on the leadership that hopefully he'll be gone by the end of next month. And we don't get that. And those teams will get to breathe a little bit and, you know, enjoy some creativity in their craft because it's the biggest franchise and you don't want to kill it. But Activision was known for milking everything till it's dead and then discarding the carcass. I mean, <laughs> Tony Hawk ride. I mean, Need we say more? Um, but you know, I and then the the zombies, same thing there. Zombies was always known for a tight experience in closed spaces, you know, in those rounds, and like, can you survive? And it was amazing. They once again drop you into war zone and it's open, wide open. We're talking like huge areas, and you feel like it's empty, and then um, you have to then escort a tank, and it's slow. And the zombies come out and you're doing that. Yeah. 
I just feel like it's a huge miss. So I'm glad I got that from Gamefly. Um, I know the multiplayer is probably in a good spot. It's got a lot of multi uh, modern warfare maps and things that make it successful. But for me, as a person that that's where I look to Call of Duty for, huge miss. So I'm hoping Microsoft will give them the things. And like I said, four year development. I I think Treyarch and um, the other teams will hopefully benefit from that and make a great game. I think it's going to go back to Black Ops, which I always enjoy those games. I heard it's going to be actually set in uh, the the first Gulf War, which, I mean, talking like I don't think there's ever been a game set in that Gulf War. I don't know. I mean, we're going to have Wolf Blitzer on CNN. We're <laughs> going to have like, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Warren Sh- uh, Schwarzkopf. Uh, yeah. You know, the original George W. Bush or George B- Herbert George Walker, Bush. which Bush, whoever. Yeah, yeah. That Bush, that Bush. first Bush, first Bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm hoping for a turn of events and those teams get time. Uh, to really improve uh, Call of Duty because it's, you know, it's, it's a huge game and it is essentially a blockbuster. And, you know, I, I don't know what other franchise can come out every year and be the best game every year. I mean, mm. I feel bad for those teams. But <laughs> hopefully it'll be better. Um, so that's what we've been gaming. And uh, at this point, I want to give a word from our sponsor. Hey, Secret Friends Unite, let me tell you about Zencaster. We use them for our show, and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. It provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use, uh, high quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to Zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. All righty. It's the fun part of the show where uh, we can just have a good time. And the bonus round this episode, I proposed this to Mark and Lee and I try to put a spin on a negative viewpoint and we kind of probably come to a good point of like, if you're familiar with Festivus, you know, George Costanza, uh, it's, it's what his dad came up with Festivus for the rest of us. There is a part of that's called the airing of grievances. Essentially, um, you know, the world of gaming is great, but there's certain things 
that a lot of us just don't enjoy. Um, and I think that's the whole point. So I said, what are we not thankful for in the world of gaming? We just came off of Thanksgiving. We're thankful for a lot of people, the wonderful people in our lives, the people we game with, the games we love, and everybody doing positive things in the world. But what are we not thankful for in the world of gaming? So um, I can kick us off if that helps, um, and we can go from there. We'll do a little rob round robin. So I will say the thing that I'm not thankful for is um, the fact that we're seeing a lot of publishers really put the developers in gaming into a no-win situation. They're basically forcing them to develop their games around nonstop content to basically create a new marketplace. Games as service, live service gaming. And um, especially teams that have never done it before, that essentially it's a no-win situation because it's essentially requiring people to stick with a game and only that game and spend a lot of money on it uh, where previously they only made games that were essentially a, a single-player experience. Um, and so I can really highlight one of those games, and that's Gotham Knights, or not Gotham Knights, um, Suicide Squad. So that is from yeah. Rocksteady Games, who has only made single-player games with Batman, the Arkham Knight series. And um, I feel like that team, um, we don't get many games from them, and it's essentially been like almost seven years since the last game. And I feel like we're not going to get experience from them. And this game is already left to dead. Um, and because it's essentially going to be a game that's supposed to live on and on and on, get more content, uh, uh, things you buy. And it's not really focusing on the things that people love in, in their style of games, which is a great story, great combat mechanics, and it ends. And I, I feel like that is a recipe for disaster. Studios will be blamed why they didn't work rather than being late to the party and knowing that that's something where very few games can succeed. So I'm not thankful for games as a service being this area where it's essentially, it's, it's, a, it's a trend that I hope ends. And um, it, it essentially, someone will learn their lesson and move away from that. We did get a, a, a good thing from WB Games where the Wonder Woman game, where they came out and said, this will not be a game as service game. So maybe they're learning. But if not, I hope this goes away. I'm not thankful for games as service because it's just ended so poorly. So many games have ended. So many studios have been impacted by it. And I hate that, that this is what we're at today because it's just... There's not many Fortnites, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> yep. So that's my, I'm not thankful for that. So uh, who would like to go? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Hey. I'm actually, you know what, just thinking of this question, I'm not thankful for the obscene size of some of these games today when Ooh. it comes to their install size and the the amount of of, of drive space they're they're occupying um you know you're looking at some games that are now hitting 100 120 140 gigabytes and it makes me sit there and wonder what some of the compression methods that are being utilized and why they aren't utilizing it properly um 
you know, what was it? Um, I think it was Battlefront 2 that I remember it hit somewhere close to what, 90 gigs or so? That's a lot. Yeah. Now, Lee, I think you're I think you're even just like undercutting the fact that I think the latest Call of Duty um once I downloaded the game, yeah. um the the campaign wasn't even included in that download. There you I go. I had to go to the campaign and download the campaign in right. two parts after the fact. And, and, and that to was that, like 200 gigs. And to that point, Call, Todd, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is 190 gigs. I think it's the biggest okay. Or was the biggest to, to those points, think about some people who need to download these games yet they don't have the internet connection to do it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, was, <laughs> I was just at my aunt's. She had a five megabyte per second download speed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I, you know, when <laughs> during Extra Life this year, we were spoiled. We we because of where we are located, we um we are at Herkimer College down here in uh, Herkimer, New York, and they have an esports management program, and they have a very strong esports program. So we had a direct connection to a one gig, um, um internet connection. So downloading games was was not an issue for that. But not a whole lot of people have access to that. You know, I just upgraded our my internet here at home to uh to a one gig connection and everybody else around me is still, you know, I still see some, some houses here that they're telling me they're still hitting what 50, 40, 30. Yeah. That, that's pretty minimal considering. And, and of course that, that speaks more to the infrastructure of, of uh, you know, where I'm located uh, or where other people are located that, that mm-hmm. speaks to that. But Man, just the size of these games with with yeah, okay, they have these hyper realistic graphics, 4K, um, you know, all all the bells and whistles, but that's a lot. That's a lot to download and that's a lot to to maintain on your on your hard drive. How many people have more than 1 terabyte? You've got a Series S. I mean, those launched at yeah. 500 gigabytes with right? probably 300 Gigabytes of now, usable space. Usable. <laughs> now, and this is coming from somebody who has an eight terabyte space uh, hard drive just for my games, yeah. and that's because you know I never want to be able to. I would. I never Steam want library. to. Really, yeah, I just don't want to uninstall anything. But that's why I have. That's why I bought an eight terabyte SSD. It's just. It doesn't make sense to me how, how the size of these games and and how they're just becoming so obnoxiously large. Um, I, I think that's something that I'm definitely not thankful for. Isn't it amazing that the switch launched with a 32 gigabyte? Right. 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 I mean, that's just amazing. And those half of the, a lot of their carts, the game isn't even on it. You, you have to download yeah. it. Like, exactly. like what is it? And NBA 2k, it's like yeah. 32 gigs on the cart or they don't even pay for that. They pay like an eight gig cart. And then it's like, Oh, everything else you got to download. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. Oh my goodness. Absolutely yes. Crazy. We, we, I mean, although I just looked and you can get a two terabyte, uh, PS five drive NVMe for 120 bucks, but yep. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's just crazy. But then Xbox, you could still have to pay 125 for one gig or one yeah. terabyte. So yeah, let's fix this issue. So I think switches two is probably going to have, okay. Quick question. 
how much storage space will the Switch 2 have? Just really quick. How much do you think? 64. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking, man. It's going to come 64, and they're going to do the exact same thing. Buy a memory card. Buy a two terabyte SSD. Maybe, they're they're going to need a 128, really... but we're not, we're not going there. It's, you have to remember, they're... It's 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 a mobile device. It's it's uh, yes. you know so like yes. iPhones and stuff. Base model. You're thinking about those. Like, what's a base model iPhone now? One twenty eight. Is it one twenty eight? I thought it was still down at sixty four. Yeah. So maybe no, maybe it's one twenty eight now. Will be one twenty eight. Okay, all right. So maybe, but I, like that's an iPhone, right? So I'm still I'm still thinking there's going to be a base model one twenty eight or like sixty four. There might be two models of the Switch. That come out, there's like, you know, like, uh, like they did with the Wii U, you know, um, you can get the, the basic one or you can get Even the buy an chart that's less than 128 gigabytes these days. <laughs> and that's it. Well, maybe, yeah, that's, that's, uh, who knows. But I, I, I honestly, I think they'll probably do 64, maybe 128. That would be such a huge mistake on their part. Uh, in, in my opinion, with the prices of, SD cards, micro SD cards, particularly in the 256 gigabyte space. That that just doesn't. Micro Center gives sense. those away. I can go to Micro Center and they'll <laughs> yeah. give me one right now. I mean, there you, you go. You have, Maybe you Nintendo have can drives. Say, can you give us some hard drive space, please? <laughs> you have flash I, I think drives that are. Play it off with. Uh... You know, maybe you can just take your SD card out of your Switch and put it in this new one. Yeah. Most people are going to be bringing their own SD card that they already have games on. Well, we're making it easy for you. We have 64 gigabytes of internal memory and your memory card works. They're going to come up with some stupid way to spin it that sounds like, oh, that's great. And we'll be all like sitting here just like, come on, Nintendo. Where'd you even find those? At the dollar store throwing it away? Like... Why are there two 32 cards taped together? Literally just taped together with masking tape. That's what they're going to be doing in the love it. But like everyone's going to eat it up and myself included. So um, <laughs> at least you're yeah, self-aware. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody expects anything for Nintendo. We, we, we only can say thank you and uh, may have another one. Thank uh, you. Next. Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, what are you unthankful for? I am. I'm, I'm going to go. On a similar kind of note, uh, with with uh, with padded padded uh, or, or expanding storage uh, needs, I'm gonna go just with padded games in general. Uh, and what I mean is just like padded out for time, padded out for content. Uh, you know, games are are bigger, more expensive. And with that comes the expectation that's like, oh, every single game has to be an 80-hour experience or a 100-hour experience. And it's like, sometimes I want to turn my brain off and play Bluey for two hours. Shut up and take my money. Um, so I don't think games need to be padded. I think the games uh, that are the best possible games are, are the ones that just tell the story that they need to tell. And then they finish and, and sometimes maybe there's some stuff to do afterwards. Maybe there's a new game plus, but I hate the the padding of games. I'm almost uh, I, I'm almost finished with the replaying the the original Pokemon game, Fire Red. Uh, well, the remake of the original Pokemon game. And I forgot in those early days how much padding there was and how much extra end game like grinding there was. Because for the most part, you can play that game 
straight through. And by the time you hit the gym, you're pretty much leveled up enough to take on that gym until you get to the GD Elite Four and you have to spend 16 extra hours in a cave uh, leveling up your friggin' Pidgey to take on the Elite Four because you're going to get trampled. And it's just like, oh, why do I have to put this much extra time in this game? Just let me finish it. Let me let me take this thing out back and shoot it in the head and go back to work. Like this, sometimes the game just needs to just do what it's doing. And, um, and I... I expected this on uh, on Jedi Survivor this year because I thought it was going to end at a certain point and then it didn't end. And I was like, are they padding out this game? Because I am going to lose my shit if they pad this game out. <laughs> they ended up not actually padding. They, 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 they took it in different directions and I thought it still had a very satisfying story. story and conclusion and whatever. But um, that is such a... a, a instant turnoff for me of like as soon as i feel like a game's just being padded i'm doing just and i'm not talking like going off in like that oh look something shiny and you go off and do a side quest that's not the kind of pattern i'm talking about like okay now we have to backtrack right to the start because you forgot to pick up this thing that we need that we've never mentioned until right now so let's <laughs> go all the way back there and you can't fast travel because that system's broken for this mission. Uh, okay. Have fun for the next 10 hours doing something stupid and useless. Um, so that that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about here. So I think that needs to go away. I'm okay paying full price for a game that doesn't feel bloated and useless. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's speaking to you, Mark, right? That's, that's the one. That's they go. they just they trimmed the fat. Uh, Mirage was just a great kind of like here's the story we want to tell. We're gonna tell it this way, and it's not gonna be 260 hours long. Think the maker. Uh, just yeah, they 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 heard those issues. I think with Mirage. So I have one more, um, and if you have another one, please let me know. Uh, mine is, I'm unthankful for the fact that my developers are getting old, older, and I don't know how many games they've got ahead of them. And the fact that games are getting longer, I don't know how many more games I will get out of them, um, which would be to the fact that I don't know when we're getting the next Elder Scrolls game. I love Skyrim. It came out in 2013. Hmm. It's 2023, and uh, in with Starfield coming out, which Lee, you loved, it's the fact that Todd now is saying, I think it's finally in production, the next you know Elder Scrolls, and it just makes me feel like, wow, we just can't go 17 years between series. I mean, so that would just tell me that we probably have to, what can we do? to manage um i guess turn your part mark you know breadth of games size of games and frequency of releases um because you know i don't know when we're getting the next halo game because infinite you know we're i thought we were gonna get more campaign i don't know if we will so mm -hmm. when's the next one last halo game took i mean the games are just getting longer in between their cycles to create games and um, 
that's worrisome to me. And I, I just worry that, um, in, 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 you know, I, there's bright spots in the industry. I mean, think about this. I mean, Insomniac, I think I talked about this. They have made three Spider-Man games since 2018. They have made so many games and they're all high quality. And I'm just wondering what the secret sauce that they have versus other studios where it feels like they just struggle to put out a game at all every 10 years. And I don't know what we need to do, but I would take a smaller Elder Scrolls that I would get every five years rather than wait 20 years to get a huge game um, mm-hmm. that, you know, th- that you, you may not get to experience in the same way you would before. I mean, there were how many Elder Scrolls games in a row? And then, you know, I mean, you know, between Morrowind, Oblivion and Skyrim, there wasn't many gaps. And yes, you've got more textures and more things and more immersive. But I don't know uh, what, the, what the driver is. And I was hoping that some of these engines, maybe that's a problem. They're using a proprietary engine. I was hoping all these tools would help developers get off those shackles from the technical pieces and just focus on the creative. But yeah, I mean, uh, GTA 6 still isn't even out. And that's been on three generations of hardware. Um, it's just, it's just so frustrating that games are just taking so long to make. And I don't know if it's good for the industry. Mm. Um, I mean, Baldur's Gate, you had Baldur's Gate one, Baldur's Gate two. How long did it take to get to Baldur's Gate three? 15 years. Yeah. And it's a fantastic game. Just too long though. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we are going to get behind that and we can get smaller experiences that keep us engaged with these wonderful franchises. So we don't forget them, but yeah, yeah it's, it's frustrating that um, they're taking too long. I mean, it's, you know, it's been, I mean, we had Odyssey in 20, 2017. Do we are, when are we getting a next 3d Mario game? I mean, that's, that's yeah. almost seven years between games. So I'm not getting any younger folks. <laughs> so make, get, get, get moving faster. George R. R. Martin still hasn't put out his latest book, man. Oh man. My goodness. Oh, well, that's what I'm unthankful for. Too long of dev cycles. Lee, do you have another? Escort missions. Oh. They're still making them. And one where you have to follow the NPC. Not the the NPC following me. That's fine. But the one where you have to follow the NPC and they have the specific route that they have to take, which is like the dumbest route ever um i've experienced a few of those in diablo 4 and it just annoyed the piss out of me like i would run around them in circles and i just shoot at them because it just the it just when they when they move slower than you can possibly move yeah and like you're 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 pushing a millimeter on the control running backwards to try And it's still like you you break the game to moonwalk backwards and you're still outpacing this idiot who's running into mm-hmm. a box for 15 minutes that's put 100%. in their path by the same development. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. Nope. 100% that. That's it. It bothers me to no end. And I just it just feels like you're waiting for this game. It, it almost feels like you're looking at a load screen in a sense. Right. Because. 
you're waiting for the game to process it and i just i just can't sometimes and and to 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 what todd is saying like we're we're getting to that age where we don't have all the time in the world we don't we just just let's go let's play let's play cut the fat cut the fat out cut the fat i think that's the general theme of this whole discussion cut the fat it seems to be yeah because my next one is very similar, and that's stealth in games that don't need stealth, which yeah. is like, you know, like and when it's like, it just like, if you're going to make me do a stealth thing, make the person look away so I can sneak past them yes. or just don't penalize me for like shooting him in the back of the head because I don't have the time to wait for like Johnny NPC to turn around so I can like creakety creak past him. And then he like snaps back and he's like, Oh, I spotted you. You have to start over again from the last checkpoint 47 minutes ago. No bang, bang, you're dead. I'm going to just plow through the rest of the mission my way and just suck it up. And they, I hate when they just don't let you do that. It's like, but it just turns into this like long and tedious mission. Yeah. I've got seven machine guns in my back pocket. I don't want to be quiet today. Just let me play how I want to. If I'm truly a badass, I'm going to be a badass stealth guy. Don't make me feel like I'm a plotting moron that, you know, I've got bells on my... (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Guess what? Make me feel cool. Guys aren't being stealthy. They're going to chainsaw, flip, kick, destroy everything in their path. I don't need that kind of character to have a stealth mission. Yeah, Why or am I like wearing my squeaky you, shoes. Where your character, <laughs> where you yourself, you've just failed the mission because you couldn't do the stealth. It's like, no. What if I just don't want to do stealth? What if yeah. I, I want to go in, guns blazing, leave my mark, move on to the next level, or something like? Okay, and if if it's if it actually, get off our lawn. <laughs> And if it absolutely you have to do stealth, okay, sure. But like, let me be smart about it. Cause like sometimes you do stealth and you're like, I want to go through that grate over there. And then the grate's yeah. just a wall that you can't yeah. go through. And it's like, okay, well now what do I do? There's no other way to do a stealth thing. And you just have to wait for the stupid like timer thing of the stupid guard to walk mm-hmm. past the right way that there's only one single path that you have to do. And it's like, if there's one, only one path for me to do this stealth mission, just make it a quick time event. I don't have the patience. <laughs> like, I don't want to sit here and like, you know, you sit there and you wait for the pattern to go by and your Xbox starts to fall asleep and the controller turns off and you're like, I'm awake. Don't worry about it. You, like <laughs> you just, you finish a whole bag of Doritos and the guy finally walks past you and you're like, okay, cool. I'm on to the next room. And then you trip right. over a paint can and you got to start over again. Like that's the kind of stuff that drives me absolutely insane yep i've never asked for better ai from enemies in a study <laughs> yeah like, the dumbest yeah. morons in the world it's like, oh, usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually yeah i want this like super advanced like this ai in my stealth game is gonna just turn into skynet and take over the world like that's oh, how man. smart i want my ai in stealth games because <laughs> yeah the dumb ones just don't do it no no yeah yeah okay Anything else you're unthankful for? You're you're opening up a can of worms here, man. I'm yeah, usually like, you know, all of a sudden, happy, it's like happy fella, and you're just you're making See, me feel some feelings. 
Um, yeah, now so we're we, getting grinchy. These yeah. are all opportunities for improvement, I would say. These were like we ways. Please take this as opportunities. This is, I would say, constructive feedback. Yeah. The developers, right? Stop I mean, in your games 14 years too early, and then only having a, a, a JPEG logo that some oh. jackass intern did four minutes before you went on stage. Don't do that. Yeah, announce I, a game I, I two don't. months before it's released, or it's the same company doing both. Nintendo will be like, hey, here's a new Mario game, it releases in two days, and then the other time they're like, hey, here's Metroid, suckers. Wait, no, oh, Joey Ferris is gonna is gonna rage if Metroid yeah. Prime does not come forward, does not come out on the Switch proper. He will Jesus rage Christ. if that's not a launch game that comes out for the Switch and Switch 2 for launch. Like, I'm gonna light something on fire. Hey, if you're if you're playing, what's that one game, uh, Star Citizen that yeah. not even released? It it's been out, it's raised. Two hundred and fifty million dollars, <laughs> and it hasn't even released in like a, a releasable. Maybe it's gonna be out now eventually. But just crazy, yeah. Oh my goodness, just crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, I think we should probably uh, end on a positive note. So um, I'm thankful for all of you. Not unthankful. <sighs> I'm thankful for all of you. It's so great. It's good to see everybody's faces again. We're getting into the, the, the holiday season. It's going to be wonderful. So I hope everybody has a great end of the year. We're going to get into all the fun stuff. The Game Awards are coming up next week, I believe. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. So um, I want to say thank you, Lee. Um, tell people where they can find you. Um, easiest place. I, I will t- say this. Just go to phoenixoverdrive.com. We have all of our social links there, um, you know. That's and then all of that will be tagged to to me because that's where I am. Pretty much following me, follow me that way, and you'll you'll find updates for all of Phoenix Overdrive's activities. Um, especially as we come into the new year, we will be uh, we'll be quite busy um, into this coming new year. So, uh, like I said, we'll be celebrating our tenth year of doing Extra Life. So we hope to make it into a huge bash. Uh, we hope to have as many people as possible come join us from everywhere, and and we're just so excited to to keep doing our thing and and uh, and keep making our mark in in changing kids' health and their futures. That's awesome. I love it. You guys do awesome stuff. I was watching the the feed. It was it was fantastic. I I, I donated as much as I could yes. and uh, tried to highlight your your efforts, what you guys are doing. So congratulations. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So, Mark, tell people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere as the underscore Canardian. Um, not really active on X anymore. That seems to be a dying cesspool day by day. But I'm over on threads trying to be a little bit more active there. And my main places are Instagram and our Discord channel. So if you want, again, to hit up that Fortnite event this Saturday, let me know on Instagram or Discord. Excellent. And uh, same with Mark. Uh, I'm just at an X just to keep it, you know, stuff is out there, but primarily I'm on threads and Instagram as well. Also in our Discord uh, at Tioxtra and uh, Secret Fringe Unite at, I think it's 
at secret.friends.unite on threads. Dots. Lots of dots. Um, There you go. And at secretfriendsu as well. So you can find us there. Check out everything we do. We're always putting out new content. I hope you enjoy that. And if you want to hear more about certain things or request us to do certain things, let us know. Like we're looking for the next Spinner Rack comic to cover. So if you have one that you want us to cover, let us know. Uh, So Lee, Mark, Thank you so much. You make my life so much better to talk about video games and share our stories in all our glories. So with that, remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.